Field goal won't get it done. 11 seconds to go. Stafford downfield, and his pass is dropped by Swift. He was in the end zone. The rookie linebacker, or the rookie running back, DeAndre Swift. And it was a simple option route that he then turns up. Matthew Stafford catches Danny Trevathan with his back turn. That, that should have been an easy touchdown game winner for the Lions. Wow. Wow. Well, my weekend sucked. To Frustration Nation, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports. We are the FN Podcast for FN fans of FN sports teams. Every episode, we explore the heartbreak, horror, and humiliation of what it means to be a Lions, a diehard fan. <laughs> I'm your pessimistic host and Detroit fan, the man in the Michigan hat. And I'm here with my happy co-host and Chicago fan, Woo! Furious George. Furious, what's going on today? I, I honestly don't even know which team to talk about right now. Uh, I've I don't know if I've ever been like this undefeated on a weekend. Um, this is not at all the scripted transition that I had written, but I mean, basically this weekend the Cubs won a surprising game on Saturday and a no hitter on Sunday. Notre Dame, they won on Saturday. It wasn't great, but they won. And the Bears also wasn't amazing, but the comeback itself was amazing, and they obviously won. And as all you listeners know, they beat the Lions. That's great, man. I'm so happy for you. But before we get into the details of, of that game and all of the weekend's events, we have to start with our event sesh, which honestly is going to include a lot of the details of the game. So, man in the Michigan hat... You're not upset, are you? You're not upset about anything. All right. Should I just jump into it? Um, just do it. Just get it over with. Put all right. the listeners out of their misery. <laughs> so I don't know how well listeners, maybe your Chicago fans, don't know Patricia that well and know everything he's put us through. But Matt Patricia is a clown, and he should have been fired immediately after the debacle that Lions fans just had to see on Sunday. The experiment's over. This guy's a bum. He won't be able to turn this around. He's a failure, and it's time for the Lions to cut their losses. We were up 23-6 to on the Bears, and you let Mitchell Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky come back against you. Mitch Trubisky. So, no disrespect to him, because True. Kyle, we've, True we've, Trubisky. we've talked about this, but um, Trubisky's not as bad as a lot of people think he is. He gets a lot of unfair hate. But he is Mitchell Trubisky. not a great quarterback. <laughs> yes. He might be a good quarterback, potentially, but he's not a great quarterback. But for the past three years, Patricia and the Lions have made him look like the second coming of Joe Effin Montana. <laughs> Do you know why Bears fans Trubisky looks so good in the fourth quarter? I mean, he gets some credit for it, but Coleman, Trafant, and Okuda were all hurt and out of the game, and our defense still tried to play man-to-man -man defense. No adjustments, no strategy, no clue. Practice squad caliber corners were being put on an island and set up to fail. 
You're not in New England anymore, Maddie. And Daddy Belichick isn't here to bail you out anymore. It's time to get this guy out of town, shoot him out of a cannon, and find another option. In the last 33 games of Patricia's miserable tenure, he went 9, 23, and 1. In 11 of those 23 losses, we held a lead in the fourth quarter. In almost half of our losses, we had a lead in the fourth. And if we had competent coaching, this team would be a playoff contender this year. I really believe that. And instead, this team is a joke. You remember Lions fans when we fired Jim Caldwell because going 9-7 and seven isn't good enough? How about nine wins in three freaking years? The Lions are a bottom feeder organization who continues to accept mediocrity and incompetence from this buffoon. I'm pissed off and I hate Matt Patricia. You can take that number two pencil behind your fat ear and shove it. Kyle, what are you upset about? I, I don't want to downplay this, but this is all old news to me. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this has been apparent for... <laughs> this has been, yeah, brought to the surface again, but it's something anyone who's who's aware of his coaching has seen. Yeah. Because again, it, this isn't a one-off. Like I said, 11 of the last 23 losses with Patricia, we had a fourth quarter lead. You look back at the game against the Packers last year, which a lot of that was bad officiating, and I will fight anybody who disagrees, but he still put his team in bad positions to win that game. The Chiefs, fourth quarter lead last year. We blow that game at the very end. This isn't a new thing. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and complain about a winning team. Uh, <laughs> that must be nice. Yeah. So, And a team that's actually pl- playing a season. Uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish played uh, Duke this past weekend. And uh, the reason they're in my vent sesh, even though they won, is simply because the offense looked really bad. Um, you had... You had a running game that really did nothing, and you had a passing game that really did very little. Tommy Tremble, who's supposed to be the next great tight end out of Notre Dame, looks Mm – he dropped a couple wide-open passes. There was one where he had, like, a wide-open field in front of him with a blocker. Like, that would have been a touchdown if he catches it. It Just Book played fine, but it's like he had a bad supporting cast. I know it's the first game of the season, and you still have time for some – surprise players to maybe show their strengths but it was just really frustrating because you the Notre Dame made an offensive coaching switch at the end of the season last year uh Tommy Reese uh was the OC for the Iowa State uh Camping World Bowl game that Notre Dame played in and a lot of people noted that there's really nothing that looked any different and Tommy Reese is supposed to be this like upcoming offensive mind and everything mm-hmm. and it didn't look anything different than what they've been doing and here we are again we're like all right you Tommy Reese you had an entire off season to work with this team to work with a team full of a lot of older players like book fifth year senior the o line is full of juniors seniors and fifth year seniors you have very experienced players throughout the offense though you're except for the wide receivers are pretty young mm-hmm. but the point is you you had a whole offseason to work with these guys to establish whatever this new system is and you come out totally flat you look exactly the same meanwhile the notre dame defense which is with a uh, not a quora he's in the nfl now um Owusu koromora uh Tagovailoa Mosa and Kyle Hamilton they're supposed to be like 
almost like a vaunted defense in some ways. Hamilton was great, but he got injured. And so you ended up with just, I don't know, you gave up quite a bit of points to Duke. Uh, I'm trying to remember even what the score was. I'm blanking on it at the moment. But Duke scored more points than they should have, and Notre Dame did not score as many points as they should have. And that's what's frustrating is because you're in this – you've agreed to be in this ACC conference, meaning now that you you cannot mess up. Because if you mess up, if Mm -hmm. you end up losing to a – like this week, if you lose to University of South Florida – you not only it's not about the rankings who cares about the rankings what it's about is your reputation as a university because you spent your whole history as independent and now and people have made fun of you for that and now you joined a conference and if you get beat up by this conference that really the only great team in it is clemson Mm-hmm. then you are going to face scrutiny the entire rest of your history when you yep. go back to independent next year. And I'm telling you, they're going to go back to independent whether they do really well or not. That's like probably mm-hmm. already predetermined by Notre Dame. But yep. to the rest of the country, it's going to look like, oh, look, you tried to hang with a conference and you couldn't do it. Like, so long, go back to your pitiful independence. And it's just frustrating because it's like you needed to start off stronger than this. Thankfully, you did move up in the rankings. Thankfully, you did beat Duke. But you cannot come out this flat on offense every single week. There needs to be a change. Come Come on, on, boys. boys, Get get to to the the box. box. Five Five minutes minutes each for unnecessary frustration, frustration, eh? For a five-minute major, we want to talk more about Bears and Lions, kind of break down some of the things we saw. I've already vented quite a bit about some of the negatives I saw from the Lions, so I'll start with you, Furious. Um, What did you see from the Bears? What were some pros and cons or things you noticed? Uh, Yeah, so uh, obviously the big discussion is Mitchell Trubisky. What is he going to look like? What is he going to do since the Bears chose him to be their starter? Uh, And to be honest, Mitchell Trubisky came out and – did disappoint uh to start the game um twitter all over was calling for nick Foles by the second half because uh there was little no little to no results in the first half you leave the first half trailing 17 to 6 i believe the score was mm-hmm. um not good not great bob and <laughs> he he just did not look he it's interesting. So I'm a big Trubisky supporter or a Trubisky truther, as some of us are called. And uh, according to the word of Trubisky, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but pretty seriously, though, if I'm being honest, there's a lot of stuff. And you and I, we were together for the game and I we were making comments about his performance I really feel like it did definitely did not warrant calling for a benching by the second half. I felt like mm-hmm. there were definitely throws that you were like, that is not good. Like there was a specific throw on fourth and like seven that they went for it on like the Lions 35 or something. And he threw it yeah. behind Ted Ginn. It's like that's obviously behind him by a lot. Like you threw it where he was, not where he was going. Mm-hmm. And that's a big mistake, especially as a fourth year in your league um so there's that but he also had throws that were on the money that were dropped jimmy graham there was a throw that he mistimed his jump completely of course Mm -hmm. again the trubisky uh criticizers were like yeah well technically he should throw it at the numbers 
Well, he threw a jump ball to a six six tight end. Is that so bad? Like yeah. Jimmy Graham knows how to jump at the right time. He just didn't. Okay, it's this is and they didn't have a preseason. A lot of timing for everybody was off, so that's part of it. Then he also threw a ball on the money to Allen Robinson in the end zone, and there was pretty clearly a holding call on whoever the corner was, the Lions, that mm-hmm. was missed. Um, yeah. So you, that would have been a perfect ball pretty much also. So Trubisky, I think, did better than maybe what people gave him credit for, I guess. is That's just kind of my opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. As far as the other components of the Bears game, they ran the ball way more, which is what – Nagy promised and that's what the Bears need to do is they need to run the ball more Nagy gets so pass happy you need to run 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 it's old school football but it works you need to establish the run to free up the passing game and I think that worked and it paid off at the end of the game when Trubisky went off in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. and I know the fourth quarter is heartbreaking for you but everybody said that fourth quarter Trubisky he had a 143 passer rating he it was something like never in the since next gen stats have been recording stats there had never been a quarterback until Trubisky that threw four three touchdowns in the fourth quarter like Trubisky went off why he waited until he was under pressure at the last minute it behooves me but it's like that is what we want that's what we've been looking for uh, the other criticism is that he did it against the man defense, which is he, he always burns the man-on-man, but he can't handle the zone. And much of the game before then, the Lions were in zone, which still begs the question with Matt Patricia, why did you change yep. it up? Um, exactly. Yep. But the last thing I want to say about the Bears, the run was good. Trubisky had an amazing fourth quarter. I, I've never seen anything like that, really, as a Bears fan. That was awesome. Um, the defense looked bad. Uh, the def- like Khalil Mack definitely was held a lot throughout that game, as he is pretty much every game. That's part of being the one of the best pass rushers in the league. You get held a lot. But the defense looked slow. They looked behind. Um, I think that's a common theme throughout a lot of the league. And so if the Bears want to be the vaunted defense that they have the reputation of being, they're going to need to clean that up ASAP. And next week you have a real test with the running game of Saquon Barkley on the Giants, and mm-hmm. you really need to step up your front line uh, to counter that. We're being signaled by the officials that it's time for a media timeout. All right, Kyle, so I see you're wearing actually one of our newer designs for Frustration Nation. Uh, why don't you tell me about that shirt and uh, where we can find merch like that? Yeah, well, listeners, this is a shirt that says Frustrate the Hate. Uh, it's our message that just means go out and hate hate basically it sounds like a double <laughs> negative but yeah, yeah it's what it is and you want a double negative out hate you want to not hate that's what frustrate the hate means mm-hmm. that's the best way i could have ever explained it um <laughs> but basically this shirt it's pretty cool it has kind of like a it almost looks like secret agent sort of look to it mm-hmm. kind of i don't know how else to describe it um but Frustrate the Hate obviously is a uh, a critical fabric to the tapestry that is our show. Um, I know you weren't expecting like a knitting or sewing reference. Yeah, I liked it to though. this. Yeah, yeah nice. Um, but <laughs> it's it, relevant too when it comes to like clothing yeah. and stitches and yeah. True. You can find this clothing at 
shop.shootyourshotsports.com forward slash frustration nation go check it out it's really cool we have new stuff coming very frequently so you want to check that out you can get stuff there for the other shows as well and i just wanted to point out if you're a listener right now and you said frustrate the hate i've never heard you say that before i i don't think you're a true listener because you haven't listened all the way to the end you want to listen all the way to the end because we have humor all the way throughout all the way to the last second of the show so you don't want to miss it frustrate the hate (laughs) and now back to the original programming All right, so for the two-minute warning, the aptly named two-minute warning, we're going to cover other, any other NFL news, including any other lingering Bears-Lions thoughts that we wanted to get into. So, man in the Michigan hand, I'm going to turn it over to you. What do, what do you got for me? Yeah, I mean, I'll just quickly say some of my thoughts on the other games. Um, the the play was actually better as far as quality and entertainment Agreed. than I thought it could be game one Agreed. from everyone about the Lions. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, just – it looked like real football it looked like week one football um yeah it was yeah lots of good games lots of interesting matchups so i liked it uh real quick i'll close with my thoughts on the lions and the 24 second shot clock but uh just again like not to take anything away from the bears because i hate when teams say a team lost more than they focus on the team who won um but man the lions did a lot to help (laughs) the bears um whether it was bad coaching injuries uh, dropped touchdown passes, a missed field goal that would have let you kick a win- game-winning field goal the next drive. Uh, just so many frustrating mistakes. Um, but overall, the NFL as a whole, very entertaining, very quality, and it looked like I wanted it to look. So, uh, Furious, what, what did you think? Yeah, uh, there was a lot of – yeah, I agree. A lot of good football. It's a very weird year because not only do you have all the COVID stuff, but there are so many new faces on so many – different teams um mm. whether it's cam on the patriots or brady on the bucks or uh rivers on the colts there's just so many it, it's so weird honestly it's a very weird season um yeah. but the football was pretty good to watch it's nice to have a whole slate of football where you can just sit down and not get up until the last whistle sounds uh of at like you know 10 30 p.m or whatever it's yep. it's a nice feeling uh to i guess affirm your laziness and now doing a sports podcast, we have like an excuse, like I have to do this for work. We have to. It's yeah, research. I have right. to watch. <laughs> yeah. So for my twenty-four seconds, I'm going to focus on the Bears. Look, the Bears. A win is a win. It wasn't pretty. It was a real challenge, an uphill battle the whole game. Uh, hopefully everything that looked awful in that first three quarters is was the Bears quote-unquote preseason and the fourth quarter Trubisky the fourth quarter offense the fourth quarter defense is what we have every game moving forward again and I'm being genuine I'm not trying to take anything away from the Bears but it's so frustrating because the Lions were the better team for three quarters of this game and absolute classic Lions choke Again, I don't know how much we know about the Bears or the Lions after this game, other than the fact that Trubisky made the throws he needed to make, and the Lions are just as bad as they were last year. This 24-second shot clock has been brought to you by Nuts.gov. Have you ever wanted a wide variety of legumes and tree nuts but don't have time to leave your home? Have you ever craved those smooth nuts in your mouth? 
but don't know where to find them? Well, now you can if you go right now to www.nuts.gov. It has gov at the end so you know it's reliable. Here's what one of our highest profile customers had to say. It's me again, Bill Clinton. I just want you to know how much I love nuts.gov. Whether big nuts, small nuts, salty nuts, or any kind of nuts, they'll keep a smile on your face. I haven't experienced this good of a grasp on my nuts since Jennifer Flowers. Nuts.gov has been so stimulating for me. And if there's anything I can do for them in turn, uh, did I say in turn? I uh, better go. Thanks, Bill. Now you can be just like President Clinton if you order our premium Jeffrey Epstein Did Not Kill Himself collection. But wait, there's more. Order now and you can get the Monatka Lewinsky collection, which includes two large acorns and one premium extra-long Arkansasian cigar you can use for any occasion. That's two large nuts collections for the seductively low price of $69.69. Call nuts.gov today and get a load. Hey, you know what? Actually, what we should do is I was thinking we should do an overtime and bring on um, a couple more Bears fans that maybe can gloat a little bit about yeah. the Bears beating the Lions. So Richie Chicago and Jimbo Slice are joining me now to talk Bears-Lions. So what's up? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? What's up, guys? Were you ready for that, Shane? I was not. That was yeah. <laughs> nice. So, Richie and Jimbo, what'd you guys think about that Bears game? Um, I actually thought about Shane first. That was my first thought. <laughs> I think Ooh, we all thanks. did. That that failed catch at the end. The... <laughs> that failed catch at the end was definitely like, oh, that sucks for Shane. <laughs> You yeah, can't drop that pass. That's crazy. My three-year-old son could have caught that pass seven <laughs> out of ten times. <laughs> I was it, at yeah. I was at his house yesterday watching it. His three-year-old son was like running faster than a lot of the Bears players were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, you guys have every right to enjoy this win and just be happy with a win is a win. NFL wins don't come easy, uh, no matter who you're playing. But a divisional win be happy with it but as a lions fan man it's hard to not feel like we gifted you guys a win um again i don't mean that disrespectfully but man the lions did everything they could to lose that game um, so i got a question for kyle yeah what's up what were your thoughts on the uh the turnover that kind of led everything you know the three touchdowns and everything like that do you think that was a clean catch what do you think man are you talking about kyle fuller's yeah 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 that was needed man because not long before that like the last Bears series before that was when Trubisky got sacked and fumbled oh, um yeah. the Bears recovered but you know they lost like 30 yards on the play or whatever and punted it away and so then you come back and you get the ball back um that was huge and then three touchdowns later we win yep mm -hmm. yep. yeah and Mitch is Mr fourth quarter only i feel like so this time it's the fourth quarter every time and yeah. he'll do well <laughs> he's like the bears version of tim tebow yeah <laughs> so i do have a fun fact about the bears is that this was their first opening win oh you know first game of the season win since 2014 so 
I'm yeah, very, that's right. Very proud, very proud. The Bears haven't won an opening season game. An opening season game. Is that what I'm saying? Am I saying that yeah. right? First season game opener. Of the season. Yeah. yeah, season opener since yeah. Mark Tressman was the coach. Oh yeah, I didn't even. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oof, Actually, right? uh, 2014 <laughs> was that? That wasn't. Um, who who was the QB? In Cutler. Cutler. Cutler yeah. was, okay. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if it was like pre Cutler or not. I I get my time. No, out. Cutler came in like '09, I think. Okay. But when was the last time the Lions won a season opener? Well, Patricia hasn't won one. So that's three years that we haven't. I know it's probably, it hadn't been that long before then. um, Because, yeah, I don't know. It's been at least three years. I I like the smug smile Kyle has on his face right now for the the (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just happy. I, I I was trying to figure out the logistics of how I could bring you guys on without. Without, you know me knowing. Really yeah, how you knowing? I was you thinking you were like minute. gonna insert audio then later or something. about oh. if you're actually bringing them on, yeah, that's yep. funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was trying yep. to figure out like when I share my screen and stuff, will you be able to see that they're trying to join oh, the call? Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, and then I, I hit record like as you were reading our little ad read. Yep. So that way, hopefully, you were preoccupied. You wouldn't notice me hitting record on Zoom. <laughs> yeah well yeah much like the the bears did to the lions yeah you surprised me last minute so <laughs> honestly it feels great to be lucky but i wish like it was a lot more smoother than i thought it was oh like, for sure yeah i mean i've seen mitch he's had a lot of improvements this past year so like so far i mean he's going through his progressions great like he i goes noticed that per- too yeah it was cool actually Shane was the one that pointed that out to me when we when I was over at his house. Uh, it was like maybe the Bears' second drive, and he had like a little dump pass to Montgomery. Yeah, um, it didn't like it wasn't like oh, this big flashy play. But Shane pointed out he was like he's really going through his progressions well. Like you could tell it was like his third or fourth his read, third read or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, that's a that's an improvement. His footwork looked sloppy at times, and yeah, he had some sloppy passes. But I I felt that a lot of his throws. And I, this isn't saying much, I guess, for a second overall pick, but I felt like a lot of his throws were better than they have been in the past, more <laughs> yeah. on the money than ever before. So. I'm and still going with my prediction of Mitch gets pulled halfway through the next game, and <laughs> then we're with folds. For the Did rest. you well, say it can't be the halfway? It could be like first or second quarter, and then bring him in the fourth. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he's he's Mister Fourth Quarter. Yeah. True. I, I don't know. I feel like so, he's going to get pulled. So you have Foles play quarters one through three. Yeah. And put Mitch in for the fourth quarter. There you go. Yeah. In an ideal world, yes. Well, it's That'd frustrating, be too, because Stafford is a lot the same way, where I knew that last drive he was going to get in the red zone just because he does that every game. But what's frustrating is why did we plan our offense? Like, why didn't we let him make downfield throws like later in the game as the lead was slipping away like why do we try to play so conservatively and play not to lose and then let him sling the ball at the end and maybe Mitch is the same way maybe if you're behind and you're like just let him throw the ball like maybe that's the kind of offense he thrives under um it is I know Stafford is that way like yeah. just let him throw the ball like <laughs> Lions are still good I feel like I don't know for some reason I still think they're really good but like um AP scared me he haunts he, me oh, still yeah <laughs> I think well, their offense has the potential to be really good, but yeah. I think we've seen how limiting their coaching is. Um, and I think that's a reason why at least this year, I think you're going to be limited in what you can do. Um, if we had competent coaching, I think we'd 
after seeing what I saw, well, I think we would have won this game if we had competent coaching, but even if not, (laughs) if we had decent coaching and the offense we have, I would be feeling right now that we still might be able to make a run for the division or a wild card. But with how bad our coaching is, like I have no confidence to be able to say that. Yeah. It's only week one. Wow. Yeah. It's week (laughs) one, man. Right. But it's been an ongoing theme. Tell them them Patricia's record since he's been with the Lions. So he's 9-23-1 and as a Lions coach. Wow. Which we fired our previous coach for going nine and seven. (laughs) So that's stupid. (laughs) And then also he's okay. He's nine, 23 and one out out of, of those 23 losses. We've had fourth quarter leads in 11 of them. Almost half of his losses. We were leading in the fourth quarter. Uh, So it's a theme at this point. He likes to blow fourth quarter leads, which is the, like the most frustrating thing you can experience as a sports fan. Like if we're bad, we're bad. But if you're in all of these games and then you just blow them, that's just straight up coaching. You said blow the fourth quarter. Yeah, we'll trade you a Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, because Stafford really, I think a lot of people agree that he's one of the best. Like he, he really is a very talented, skilled quarterback. And I think all, under almost any other team, he could probably, he would probably be recognized among like the other uh, household Pro Bowl. Quarterback I think he's a Hall of Famer if yeah. he played for another team. Uh, believe, it just shows you how, how much the offense. I he still could be with the Lions, but he's like a surefire if he's with another team. Yeah, but he's probably going to end his career without ever having won a playoff game. Which what, is, team, what team would he thrive under? What do you guys think? Like Literally almost any other team. The Bears? <laughs> I, I mean, any other team. Matt Nagy, his whole system relies on – I mean, it's, it's all about passing. And mm-hmm. Stafford – like every throw he throws at least from my perspective looks awesome <laughs> i feel like if Trubisky. if stafford spent his whole career with the bears he would have won a super bowl with you um and that's i think yeah. he would have won a super bowl with any other nfc north team and half the other teams in the league um yeah. i think he's he's one of the most talented one of the biggest arm talents i've ever seen hmm. and it's such a such a shame i feel like because yeah. like i feel i see the talent it's crazy that's why i'm always scared against the lions like they're they have potential like in madden they're like one of the best teams like i simulated to like 2022 they're like one of the best teams it's crazy because in madden <laughs> somebody else is coaching that's why <laughs> and yeah, it's just true, true. it's so frustrating because after stafford retires we're going to look back as lions fans and say we had one of the best not one of the best quarterbacks of all time but one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he played yep. And actually one of the best receivers of all time and running backs of all time. And we wasted all three of their careers. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I just wanted to point out one of the biggest coaching flaws that I've been hearing people talk about today was when he called for the like 55 yard field goal. And I know you have a lot of faith in the leg of Matt Prater yeah. uh, who, you know, has had like a 63 yard field goal made before, but you're in the fourth quarter and you're up by 10 points at that time. There's not really a need necessarily to add on there. If you're, if you're uncertain, if you're going to make that kick, you're probably better off pinning the bears deep in their own end, especially giving because, them midfield. Yeah. Right? I mean, they could score a, a field goal and a touchdown to tie the game, but two touchdowns still wins the game and you're right. giving them the ball near midfield. I mean, personally, I didn't have much of a problem when they made the kick. It was more the play before that where, you'd been running the ball well and throwing well from the pocket. And for some reason you decide to roll Stafford out of the pocket on third down. He takes a sack, loses like 10 yards. And that's what takes them out of field, like a 
easy field goal range. So if you hadn't just lost 10 yards on a bad play call, you would have a much easier field goal. Um, I got to tell you guys, uh, one other thing that was funny about watching the game with Shane was, so he has two little kids just like I do, and uh, he was holding his daughter who is like 10 months old, and he was holding her when DeAndre Swift dropped the pass in the end zone. And he did one of those things where he was like very like obviously almost like aggressively looking mad, but he like gently sets his daughter down on the ground and then like freak out. Yeah. Well, I screamed really loud and then slowly lowered her and then like yeah. threw myself onto the floor. Yes. <laughs> At least he didn't I, like drop the baby to the floor. You know, that would have been like very, DeAndre yeah. Swift. At least yeah. we both yeah. didn't <laughs> drop. Yeah. As, as the ball goes out, the baby goes out at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. It was because for a, a split second, I thought we won the game and that immediate I think the whole coaster, world did. You should have. Yeah. yeah. That immediate we won to we lost within a second is yeah, so, crushing. So uh I was on the couch and my girlfriend was outside on the patio and r- right when like that catch was about to be made, I was like no no no. Yes, you know. <laughs> and she comes in the door and goes, "Well, I think there's at least five people watching the game in our complex because I heard a bunch of screaming." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Man, mm. yeah, that that uh the the one thing I will say is like and Shane, you and I were just talking about this before Rich and Jimbo came on, is like you want to give credit where credit is due. Um you don't want to yep. say that it's all on DeAndre Swift's drop. Right. And the defense to that is Mitchell Trubisky still led the Bears and put them in a position to win. Even if Swift does catch that pass and the Lions do win that game. Would, did anybody really expect Trubisky to fire off 21 points yep. consecutively in the no. fourth quarter? Yeah. If you would have told me that last week, I would have said you're, you're out of your mind. Yeah, but, and you'd be like, well, then let's start Trubisky every game. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> True. Yep. We had the good Mitch. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. But I wanted to ask, uh, Jimbo, I know you're a Notre Dame fan. So did you watch uh, Notre Dame Duke? Absolutely. What did you, well, you think of uh, Kyrie Williams? He had a he had a good game. Um, Him and Ian Book killed it. I mean, they were they were the rock stars. And I can't believe Ian Book is a senior this year. I feel like, yeah. well, it's his third year. This is his third year. Third year as uh, yeah. This is like his seen... third full year as the starter. And then no, I yeah. feel like yeah, third, third, yeah. Because in I seventeen, I think it was two hundred seventeen. Brandon Wimbush started the season. Yep, and then. Kelly pulled him in like game two or three and put hmm. book in and it's been book's job ever since um, to me, which this is, I'm sure it's a different perspective as an outside fan. He's one of those players where there's several guys like this, where it feels like he's been playing for like seven years to me. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> like, exactly. It feels that's like he's I'm been like, around for forever. That's why I'm like, he's a senior. Wow. Okay. Well, I thought maybe he was like a super duper senior or something. Yeah. Or like something. a sixth year <laughs> yeah. senior. Yeah. I, I, I know he'll get picked up. He'll be a, a top-rounded draft pick next year. I hope he goes somewhere good that can support him and stuff like that. So, Yeah, I liked Kyron. Uh, I thought he did a good job, but he also doesn't look anything like uh, – what's his name we had in 2018? Um, oh, Dexter something, I think. Oh, I'm drawing uh, a blank yeah, on his yeah, name. Yeah, I'm drawing a you blank know, too. Yeah. I know who you're talking about though. Uh but yeah, he he came out and like he played really good. Kyron will Kyron to me, I think it's yeah, Kyron Williams. He looked fine. Like he looked like he'll be good for college. 
probably right. not anything he needs some work. They all, they all need Dexter yeah. Williams is the guy you're talking you're thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's with Green Bay now. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Screw right? Dexter Williams. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I always hated him. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I was actually talking earlier on this uh, episode how upset I was about the Notre Dame offense because. Really? Well, like, obviously you win the game and they won it like 27 to 14 or 17, something like that. Or I don't remember the score. There's 27 t- to 13. Okay, 27 to 13. Like, you still win, like, you know, two touchdowns. That's great. Right. But Duke is not Duke is not ranked. Notre Dame is ranked tenth. Yeah, right. And you're in the ACC. You have to prove yourself to the world. I was going to say you got to remember you got to remember it's ACC too. So yeah, it's, it's not their same teams. It's it's a whole different coaching strategy and everything like that too as well. So. But when you are in, but when you are in a conference, when Notre Dame has been independent, if you screw up, if you lose a game to an unranked team you're going to be living with people hating you even more forever because you couldn't quote unquote hang with a conference. And Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, uh, he looked like he was not helping out book. I book book looked as good as book could look. Yeah. That from but, his experience. Right. I, I don't, I don't think he had somebody in his ear telling him what to do. Like, like he normally would. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, so, I just want to talk about Notre Dame briefly, just to, since I had another Notre Dame fan on. Richie, did you watch any college football, or were you all NFL this week? Oh, I watched everything. Okay. So I had like four screens on, but like <laughs> just because like I don't, I, I keep keep checking all the scores, but it was really bad. Like I missed a lot of games because yeah. yeah. So what it was, was weird? It was very weird. Like I feel like Richie's internet connection it was like maxed out this weekend. Just from <laughs> oh yeah, college the, football, NFL, everything. It the was stream so, we we also did a charity stream as well. Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah. Too. Oh, no. yeah how did that cool. go? Oh, it was good. It was super long, but I made it yeah. through. <laughs> I, I did. I did too. I actually eventually figured out how to help Richie produce the show remotely from my house. And I think nice. what did we go to bed like five thirty? Oof. Yeah, dude. Maybe. Oh my god. Yeah, it was in the morning. Off. So when you guys are waking up, we were still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just finishing our our charity. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, we get the results. I think next week on how we did and all that. Yeah, cool. that's awesome. But it was successful. Like we had um, Sir Yad on. It was pretty cool. Oh, did a little right. quick interview. Um, we had Alana Rizzo on, mm-hmm. and we had uh, a DJ. We interviewed DJ Sean Cruda. It was pretty cool. So I was on. <laughs> well, yeah, we, 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 I forgot nice. about that. It was like three in the morning you had me on or something yeah. stupid. <laughs> Were you in my pajamas. Yeah. I, I was like in my pajamas and Richie's like, yo, I need you to hop on real quick. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, That's he was funny. already on. I said to press add to stream. That was the per- perfect part. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to add you in right now. But get he ready. Literally, he literally texts me. He goes, I'm adding you in. And I looked up and I saw it and I was in already. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but before I let you guys go, do you guys have any other like Bears Lions thoughts or any trash talk you wanted to throw? Or Richie, <laughs> you and I were texting earlier saying you said something about like some hot take or something that you heard on another podcast you wanted yeah, to share. Yeah, so uh, do you guys use the um, phrase SOL in Detroit? Like same old yep. Lions? Same old Lions. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny like, because yeah. like, we actually made a shirt that says SOL and it's you like. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you should wear it but it's funny because i didn't yeah. know that i heard about that before and I, today and i was like whoa it could mean like a bunch of different things like, right because like traditionally um, it means like 
shit out of luck, you know. Yeah. But yeah, well, like, story of my life or something. Yeah, yeah like, it's like the lions version is same old lions. That's yeah. so funny. So is that the new uh, t-shirt drop? It could be. I think it should be here. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like it needs to happen. Yeah, I need to find <laughs> Richie. You sent me a picture. Let me find it. Yeah, and I think I'll it's hilarious. It. There it is. Richie, you could probably share it. Oh no, I don't know. I've I've like eight tabs going right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Here we go. Share screen. There it is. Oh yep. I like it. I, I mean, I as much great. as I can, like it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's a prototype, but yeah. I like it. I just like try being yeah. a lion's fan. <laughs> we should even put like a paper bag over the lion's head. The, the <laughs> oh logo. yeah, I could do that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah so because that's where you saw it a lot. Like lions fans uh, would have the paper bag and say SOL on the front of it. You know, like, oh, yeah, it, got it. It really started as far as I can remember with the O and sixteen season, mm. and it's been an ongoing slogan where it is annoying because you'll see us lose like. It's annoying when we lose a game like to the Chiefs last year and everyone's like, same old Lions. I'm like, all right, that wasn't. But that's the like, Chiefs. That's a yeah. tough game, you know. <laughs> yeah. But there's times like this week where it's very appropriate. <laughs> so, yeah. That'll be the Monday drop next Monday, Richard. Go. Yeah, next Monday. Since today, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll have to pick one up because I'll have plenty of times to, <laughs> yeah. to wear it, I'm sure, this season. <laughs> we also, we talked about yesterday, but we never set in stone like a punishment for it. And this was before the game started, so we didn't know like who was gonna win. Mm-hmm, um, okay. But we did we did agree that nail painting would be appropriate, mm-hmm. or that would be something we agreed on. We just haven't determined a length of time that you have to keep your nails painted. So yeah. it's a week, I feel like it's not bad because well, like I, I suggested a week, and he was like, well, no, I said, no, I said so, no before the, we even wow, did the challenge. Okay, so, really? so man in the Michigan hat uh, works in public. Am I yeah. correct? I do, yeah, in an office. I would say a weekend, like a Friday night after work. Do you work the weekends at all? No. Okay, so what I would suggest is like Friday night after work all the way through Monday. Well, I feel like, yeah, I should wear it during a game. During the work week, yeah. He has to be able to, he has to have to explain to his coworkers what happened. Yeah, what happened, yeah. Yeah, What I did. How about like Friday through, like the actual Friday, you have to have them painted. Sunday to Sunday, because... Sunday. I'm on Richie's side on this. One. I don't know. Yeah, Sunday to no. Sunday, because like See, that makes sense. Guys, I specifically said, n- yeah, I said no before we even did the bet before the game started because I knew Kyle works from home and I work in yeah. an office, and that's just <laughs> a little well, lopsided. I mean, don't you have to go be on Zoom calls? Like, yeah, I mean, your, I like, could have flashed my students, I guess, but yeah, <laughs> might want to not like that, that. But yeah. with my fingernails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we'll figure it to out. To my yeah. school district, I would show my students my. It would have been lion's colored fingernail paint. That's what I would have showed them, and that would. It would have been, been cool it. if it had been like <laughs> bears win, but like your fingernail, finger, fingernails like. Oh, like a tattoo. You'd have two fingers left. Yeah. Yeah, I like. But we'll have to. So, are you gonna paint your nails then? I feel like that's yeah. It's gonna happen. We just need to figure out what is there any it chance looks like or what the timeline is. Is there any chance we can get Mrs. Westwood to paint them for you live on Dad Bod Central? Oh, oh man, I don't know. I'll have to check and see. Well, I don't even know if I have the right colors right now. That's oh, it does. Oh, yeah, of course they, you wouldn't have the right colors. I mean, yeah, like, I, unless she has them already. She has them. She yeah. has them. Come I'll have to check and see. Yeah, we'll figure that it would out. Be, that would be great content. Dad Bod Central live. The first wife appearance, 
is to paint my nails. <laughs> to paint your nails. <laughs> yeah, we'll look into that and see. So Dadbot Central's on Wednesday. Why wouldn't you guys do it from like Wednesday to Friday? Because then it's only or Wednesday a through days. the weekend or something. Yeah. You would do that Wednesday to the next football game. You can take you can you can take it off before you go to church on Sunday. Does that oh, that's work? generous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right before kickoff, yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I honestly should wear them during the game. Yeah. I don't know. So Wednesday it... through the end of the next game. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We'll think about it. That'll yeah, we'll aw- have an answer. That'll be awkward when you're putting your hand in the offering plate or communion. <laughs> you can wear gloves. He has one white glove. Oh, it's, it's Corona. The yeah. glove. For safety, right? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to oh, get man. that figured out. Hopefully, yep. listeners, Dadbot Central 830, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Hopefully, we'll get that going. You can see uh, the man in Michigan hats punishment live. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> all right jimbo richie what kind of stuff should our listeners be looking out for with off the cuff anti up what other things from shoot your shot sports um so actually on wednesday we have a brand new uh fantasy football show coming out uh we don't have a name yet <laughs> we're gonna kind of like go off the cuff with that but yes. basically we um have a brand new um host he's gonna go over fantasy football waiver wires stuff like that on wednesdays so He's like a, I guess, pristine um, fantasy football uh, expert. Expert, yeah, that's the word. Expert, yeah. Uh, unlike like he, us, yeah. Except for Shane, <laughs> except for Shane, because right now he's killing everybody. Yeah, I think. I don't know if you still are, but I know you're killing me. <laughs> I know I beat Myricks. I think I'm like Did super you? close to win against um, Big Daddy Drew. He and he's one player out. If he had the player in, oh, I would have been crushed. So, but uh, one sixty to one twenty, I got one twenty. Yeah. I might lose my 15 points if I have um, Derrick Henry coming up soon. But um, Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully he runs all over Denver. I would, like to, I would actually like to watch that because I know nothing about fantasy football. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. So he tells you, like, well, actually what he does um, outside this is he has his own, like, coaching thing. So, like, if you want to actually, like, get advice for him, like, who to drop – who to like add waiver wires, all that stuff. He has like the service, like, I guess like yearly or whatever, but people go to him and like, I was clients last year. Like, I want to say like a quarter of them won championships. So it's pretty oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. We'll definitely be looking out for that. That's for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah. I just want to chime in real quick about fantasy. All right. Jimbo, like, listen, I feel like, <laughs> like there's not, like you have Odell Beckham, like other than the fact that he likes poop, like that's some good he stinks. Thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> literally. But compared to Devonte Adams, who Shane had, Devonte Adams scored forty-one point six points because he had a career day, like a record-setting day. So there's like nothing you can do about that. That's just part yeah. of the way it. Ha- I mean, because Odell, if if, ba- if Baker yeah. can do anything, Odell should. I don't know. He should be able to be better than five points for you. And looking at my uh, rundown, Rogers had a great game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I was not expecting that. But I was not watching it because we don't we didn't get it here like locally because we had the Bears game. Yeah, because we had the Bears game. Uh, forty three to thirty four against the mm-hmm. Vikes. I mean that he's it's it looks like he uh he ran circles all over them. 
Yep. It was like for him and even Aaron Jones had a good game, but then unfortunately where you run into problems is like I just happened to you happen to be facing the person who had the one who caught all of Rogers passes you know like oh really yeah okay what, yeah adams, Devontae adams yeah i had Devontae right. adams so yeah it's one of those things where yeah it's just and then uh jacobs had 35 points for me so it's like stuff like that it's like when players have career games yeah you could yeah yeah it's tough so well and rich you had you you had you were off to a good start right because oh yeah had, josh allen did pretty well um he had 32 points um yeah well, Pretty didn't you have Chris Carson too? Yeah, Chris Carson too. Yeah, he was like flex too, which is wild. <laughs> yeah, twenty four and a half you, for Chris Carson. Richie, who yeah. did you? Uh, who were you up against this week? Big Daddy Drew, and he had an injured Miles Sanders, and he I'm even, I'm losing. Like he did auto draft though. That's yeah, I know, but yeah, yeah. So he's right. I mean, I know you still have Henry to play, but right now he's beating by twenty one, and he didn't even have a player play. Yeah, that's, that's how insane. good it was. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Wow. And Miles Sanders had zero. Yeah, because he was in, he was out. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Andrew Hopkins I'm like, had twenty nine. Yeah, I see a check to see to like just go off on Mile High Stadium, but it might I, be hard. I gotta give it to you though. Going back to last Tuesday's episode, Edward Slayer was a good pick, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and Josh Allen was a good pick too. Yeah, <laughs> both of them. Dude. <laughs> like what? what by the way, thank, by the way, thanks for roasting us last Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm still roasting on your draft picks, Jimmy. It's just hilarious. Yeah, you pick like the oldest people. <laughs> dude, leave me alone with Robbie Gold, all right? <laughs> no, Tom, no, your Brady, kicker dude. is fine. Tom Brady is a little bit like And Gronkowski. And Gronk, yeah. You <laughs> pick the oldest people on the bus. That's right. I, I looked at who they're up against and I saw Aaron Rodgers was, you know, going against uh Aaron Jones and I'm like, Yep, okay. The That's... problem the mm. problem with Tom Brady, like, he's never been a good fantasy quarterback because he doesn't like not true. I actually won the ship one time. Really? When I had Tom Brady, yeah. He oh, went off. I, I forgot what year it was. Twenty fourteen maybe. It was one year where he had like what fifty touchdowns or whatever. Yeah, it was that, it that was one insane. year. Oh, okay. Made a crazy year. But yeah, in general though, yeah, he's he seems like he's the kind of like he'll get you two touchdowns, get you like twenty points, you know, but he's never seems like he's gonna drop fifty fantasy points, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. Wow. But he's just consistent, which yeah. What you need, I mean, yeah, fancy. It's all about consistency because there's True. players here that like don't give you consistency. Like, oh, I just need that like five points to win, but mm-hmm. they weren't on it. So it's good to have consistency. Mm. Yeah, so definitely, I definitely, I think I'll check out probably the fantasy show too, oh, yeah. just because I, I, even though I've played a lot, it'll definitely help me. Um, and figuring out some different swaps I can make or pick up on the waiver, like you were saying. So, yeah. other than that, any big guests coming up for Off the Cuff? Um, tomorrow we have Lucas Preferetti. He's on um, from Bears on Tap. Nice. Chicago. Um, it's a little podcast they have. Um, I've listened to a couple times. It's pretty cool. Um, nice. Fun fact, me and Jimmy – Kind of know him, but we don't we know, know him. Of him. We know of him. We know. Yeah, all his he goes friends. to the same bar we go to. It's <laughs> well, weird, he was, but he knows of us. He was best man at a friend's wedding. And oh wow! I don't, know, I don't even know who he is. That's funny. And he's a bartender, like the like the bartender. He's the like, bartender's like best friend. Yeah, and we go to that same bar. Like, I don't know so who weird. He is. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And well, then we have one more guest. Um, oh sweet! Who was it? 
Do you remember what I told you, Jimmy? I can't remember. I have no. Two clue. weeks ago, two weeks from now, um, Charles Barkley. You no, heard no, it here no. first. Charles Dennis Barkley. Rod- off Dennis Rodman. <laughs> it was someone like big too. I can't remember who it was. Oh, Fine. oh well. it's it's actually uh, Hillary Clinton. She's coming on, everybody. <laughs> nice. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh well. Stay yeah, tuned because I, I can't remember who it was tuned, either. Yeah. So I'll be surprised too. So that's Let's quite a wide range of possibilities. So <laughs> yeah. it could be yeah. literally. Anybody. I mean, Hillary Clinton shoots her shot. What can we say? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so nice tie-in reference there. By yeah, the way, I yeah, know. of course. That was great. So, well, thank you guys for coming on and help me gloat about the Bears Lions uh, yeah. game, the Bears victory. So, that's right. So, yeah, I deserve it. But yeah, yeah, yeah it is good to have you guys on. I'll be playing again one time, one more time this year, right? One yeah, yep. I think, I think in, like, it's late November. In the year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and nice. so listeners, uh, know me and Richie and Kyle are all wearing Bears stuff. Yep. And my background is the Bears locker room. Like I'm actually at the stadium. So. Wait, you're not at the stadium? Uh, I am. You're not in the locker room? I am. Yeah, no, I am. That's legit. <laughs> Got to get us. Maybe we can record an episode from the Bears locker room. Here, let me open the door for yeah. you. Hold on. <laughs> but I don't see you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Mm-hmm. And uh, keep doing good work on Off the Cuff. And we'll look forward to the fantasy show, too. For you sure. guys nice. as well. Thank and you. tune in next week, listeners, when we're all Lions fans as the Lions play the Packers. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ain't that the truth? Destroy the Packers. <laughs> Except for one player for me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's why I Two, never draft Packers players. I almost always try to yeah. avoid drafting Packers players. Wait, wait a minute. Then it'll be your QB versus my QB. Yep. I may need to change my QBs. No, you don't need to change your QB. You probably shouldn't. You probably should not change your QB. Rogers. I, w- I would recommend yeah. keeping it. I would recommend, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you so yeah, much, guys. Yeah, of course. Have a good yeah, night, good guys. You, you too. Cool. All right, nice. That was really cool. That was a good idea. <laughs> and it's just like, even though we are on their network and I work with them all the time, like, we don't have them on the show a yeah. ton, you know? So, yeah. Oh, cool. crap. What? I forgot. I was going to try to do cap or no cap with them to do our rematch. Oh, uh, I will just bring them on again. Yeah. Speaking of cap or no cap, it's time for cap or no cap. In this segment, man of the Michigan hat and I will take turns describing the hat or logo from any baseball team from around the world. Man of Michigan Hat and I will keep tally in the first 10 points wins. Loser faces a punishment to be determined by the winner and the listeners. So, uh, the score is currently uh, Furious George 4 to Man of Michigan Hat 2. Uh, so, I swept last week. And if we're going to continue this trend, that means it's your turn to sweep this week. So, I hope that doesn't happen. But we'll find out. So, do you? since you're behind, do you want to read yours first or do you want me to read mine first hmm um i'd like you to read your description first and i'll guess all right as uh as wesley says from the princess bride as you wish (laughs) (laughs) so man michigan hat i am describing a logo to you today and this logo is comprised of our two least favorite team colors which is green and yellow Hmm. Obviously referring to the Oakland Athletics. Uh, you can uh, so on this logo, you can see like it's like a monorail train car, 
and hmm. it is like elongated and has like green wisps behind it to kind of like show like that it's traveling fast like it's the wind mm-hmm. uh like it's kind of a blur by your eyes you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah um so the train is green and its windows and headlights are yellow so that's the green and yellow combo you have there then there's a yellow man not an asian man a yellow man who <laughs> is <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i wrote that down in the script it's still funny okay <laughs> okay let me try so then in this logo there's a yellow man not an asian man necessarily that mm. is running so fast that he runs straight through this train and out the front window. You can see what? him from the torso up. So it's basically like the Flash meets the Subway logo. So cap or no cap? Wow. So I was like picturing this and everything. Everything sounded like I could, it made sense on my mind until you threw this Asian man into the logo. where Yellow, I have yellow no- man. Oh yeah, yeah. Not necessarily yeah. Asian. <laughs> I have no idea what this Asian. is even supposed to look like. Uh <sighs> Wow. I'm going to say cap. I think you're making that up. Well, let me share the picture since it's real. <gasps> what? What in the world is <laughs> Well, that's Hebrew letters. Yep, this is from that Israeli baseball league. You remember the Modian Miracle? Oh yeah, we did have another thing with them. This is the. This is not the Modian Miracle. This is the. I'm not even. Ro- it's the Rod Ranana Express. <laughs> I'm gonna read that as American <laughs> as possible. Ranana Ra- Express. Be the Ranana Express. Oh, there you go. <laughs> So, <laughs> listeners, if you want to look this up to see what it looks like, it's R-A apostrophe A-N-A-N-A Express. Huh. Wow. Okay, so now I see what you're saying about the guy who's like, oh, so I just like moved the logo. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. I was having trouble picturing like what the guy looked like, so that makes sense. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Like, because huh. you but- also only see him from the torso up. I liked the like the logo idea of the monorail and the train. Like, yeah. I was picturing that well, and it sounded like a cool logo, which I do like. But, man, it just looks weird. I mean, how cool would it be without seeing... the guy? I think it would be way better. <laughs> it would be, cool. be a cool logo. And it's he doesn't look like a baseball player either. No. Like, his, he doesn't. He just looks like a, a running person. Well, like, like what doesn't... is this little, like, he has, like, a shirt pocket hanging out or something? He's looking like he's wearing a crop top or something. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> Just a weird logo. I don't like weird. this one. <laughs> you don't oh. like this one, but yeah, I don't like. I it. did get you. So for the <laughs> time, for the matters, time being, yeah. yeah, this is not. This is not FSPN. <laughs> True. We'll get to that. That's right. All right. So five to two. Wow, pressure's on then for my description. No sweep this week. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. First week we don't have a sweep. All right. Well, maybe what there is, <laughs> just not for me. Oh, true, true. <laughs> All right. So I'm describing to you a cap. Okay. The color I'll start with is a sky blue cap. And then Pretty. the brim, the the dot on the top, and then the, like, whatever those. I don't even know what those are for. Those little circles, you know, that caps have um, that are, like, halfway up the cap. 
you know, it's how so, it's segmented. So your brain gets oxygen. Yeah, is that, it's just for <laughs> ventilation or I what? Think like, I think it's got to be, right? You know what I mean? Like, each segment has its own circle, yeah. and it's like one of those. Okay, so it's got those, and those are blue, too. So, sky blue hat, navy blue is the second color, and on the front, the logo is a white polar bear face. Um, and this polar bear has a big smile. His eyes are kind of like off-center, facing different directions, so he's got like this goofy look just overall. And the polar bear is wearing a cap on this cap, and his cap is red and navy blue. Hmm. Kyle, cap or no cap? Interesting. This is this is another one of those where it sounds pretty plausible for a a logo. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I know that there's one time before where you did go, you did use like the the like the sky blue or baby blue and the dark blue combo and you use that as a cap not not a no cap and i remember Mm -hmm. thinking that that was really genius but at the same time i don't know there's something about i feel like i can envision the polar bear i'm gonna go with no cap oh Right? That is correct. Yes. I thought I was going to get you with the way you were going. All right, so here's the logo. And this is for... Aw. It comes through. (laughs) It is a cool logo. So it's for the Pawtucket Red Sox. Pawtucket. (laughs) It's a professional minor league baseball team based in Pawtucket. Where do you... What state do you think that's in? It's in the U.S. Is that... Oh, I I went. I was gonna say Pennsylvania, but then I realized that I was thinking of Punxsutawney. It is East Coast. It's in Why would it... Rhode Island. Oh, okay. So it's um, like their so only it... baseball team. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this team is a member of the International League and is the Triple A affiliate of the Boston Red Sox. Triple A Rhode Island. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, the Pawtucket Red Sox. I like this logo. Why is a polar bear? Right. Like, what does that have to do with Pawtucket? I, that is a good question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe there's some connection, but it seems like it's one of those things that has no relation. Yeah, yeah Which, yeah. in general, I don't like as much. Like, I like when, especially minor league teams, because the, their mascots are so weird anyway, has something to do with the region. But, yeah, I can't think what the connection would be here. So I just really – any pretty much any cap, no matter what the logo is, if they have the, like, sky or baby blue, blue with the navy, it's a really mm. sharp look. I really like it. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the the Bulls, like, Chicago th- – whatever that jersey oh, is the, that they wear. Oh, like the Chicago flag. It's the city yeah. edition. It's called, like, the – yeah, the city. Isn't that navy and sky blue kind of – No, it's just the sky blue – um, okay. There's because it's sky blue and like just red. red or something. Okay. Yeah, but well, it's just a cool look. Yeah, with the those two colors. Yeah. Here. Cool. Well, that puts me up six to two. Wow. I only I got some work to do. I need two more weeks to sweep. Yeah. And I win. <laughs> so it has been all sweeps so far. It has been. Yeah. That's you a, swept. I swept, and then you swept back twice. To back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. So. Now, I mean, going back to our very first round of cap or no cap, the largest that we were ever apart uh, in terms of our score, the largest deficit was mm. two points. 
I know I was up or by three. two or three at one yeah. point. Yeah, it was either two it or was three. Like eight five or something maybe. But now I can't remember. No, I think it was more like five to two. Okay, so earlier in the scoring, yeah, because yeah. then I remember evening it up at one point, and then we were pretty much even all the way through like seven oh, right. or eight or something, and then those last few we were kind of head to head for a while, and then yeah. yeah, I think it ended like ten to eight maybe. That sounds right. So yeah. this one, uh. this one, I'm already out to four point lead, but I guess my point is I started out the last one three points behind and came mm-hmm. back and won, so. You could be just like Mitch Trubisky against the Lions and have an improbable last-minute comeback. If, yeah, depending on if you can be just like the Lions and like choke at the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Make like a terrible description or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see what happens next week. But, yeah. Or next next episode. But Well, before we let... Uh, before we move on to the next segment, I just wanted all you listeners to know that today's cap or no cap is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is the one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs. So if you ever hear a hat description that you like on cap or no cap, as long as we're not capping, then you can find it on Fanatics. So I can almost guarantee you, you will not find the uh, the 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 like decade ago disbanded Israeli leagues Renanana Express logo, you will uh-huh. not find that on Fanatics, but I bet you probably can find gear for the Pawtucket Red Sox there. So if you want that hat or any other hat or any other team gear, go to www.shootyourshotsports.com/frustrationnation for more details. There's a link there and in the show notes that you can follow to go buy yourself a cap or no cap. Because uh, you can buy a lot of other merch there, too. All right, listeners. Well, now it's time for the Fashion Show Podcast Network, also known as FSPN. On this segment, we open up the catwalks for the most daring and flamboyant uniforms from sports history we can find. We describe it vividly and share our analysis. Will we think they look ugly or... Really, really, really ridiculously good looking? For today's fashion show, Marshall Mathers, the real Slim Shady, is walking his white hood ass down the catwalk. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, it's just Kyle Busch. Why did I mistake the two, you ask? Well, because Kyle Busch's uniform has a giant M&M logo right on the front. Yummy. Beneath the M&M logo is a series of M&Ms in a variety of colors, so much so that Kyle Busch looks like he would fit right into a pride parade. That's just one piece of the entire ensemble. In addition to the M&Ms, there is a Skittles logo, which is quite confusing, to be honest. I mean... Don't you remember, Michigan Hat, from the days in your youth that Skittles and M&M's looked awfully alike? But getting a fruity one and a chocolate one always tasted funny? Speaking of fruity ones and chocolate ones... I hadn't read your notes. You know what? I'm down a terrible rabbit trail. I'm sorry. Let me try this again. So far, we have M&M's and Skittles. There's also a Snickers logo, probably representing the laughter hurled at Bush when he wears this uniform. There's also a pedigree dog food logo, quite an interesting addition to the candy smorgasbord. Of course, there are other logos, but as quite the fat analyst myself, all I care about is the food! 
I'm so hungry I would eat a handful of dog food right now. What about you, man in the Michigan hat? Oh my. This next outfit is an embarrassment, which perfectly summarizes the character of its model. Matt Patricia waddles down the runway sporting a 5XL poncho that looks like several black tarps were taped together. A zipper down the front allows for easy removal when this doofus inevitably shits himself for the 24th time. Amanda Man defense. The black lion's hat with the two-tone logo is a nice touch, but I'm immediately confused by the rather large pencil protruding from under the brim. What could this mean? Fourth quarter collapses. There's no practical purpose for this pencil because all of his coaching notes are either laminated or electronic. Perhaps it's used to clean his unkempt beard? Belichick disciple. Perhaps I can use it to gouge my eyes out after the atrocity I saw last Sunday. Finish this look off with a whistle hanging from his doughy neck, which is a constant reminder of how much this man blows. Furious George, any final thoughts? Go Bears! <laughs> this, has been, this has been another installment of the Fashion Show Podcast Network, also known as FSPN. I don't want to make you more mad. Well, actually, I kind of do. Did you see what he said in the post game? Okay, yeah. So I don't about the his resume, like with the yeah, because he's with referring. The he's referring to. I think he's referring to when Gilmore picks off Russell Wilson yeah. in the end zone to win the Super Bowl, and he's like, "I was the coach for like the best defensive play in fourth quarter in the fourth quarter in NFL history." <laughs> like, so, okay, yeah, dude. this is something I kind of wanted to get to because. Detroit fans are a lot more upset about this almost than the game. It's, it's like stupid. That's why. It's been, firstly, you didn't draw up some genius play. The cornerback jumped the route. Pete Carroll called for a pass play. You drew up a standard defense, and the corner made an amazing play. Your fat butt wasn't on the field, yeah. Patricia. Like You didn't draw up some genius play. And referring back to my resume back when he had one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, one of the greatest coaches of all time and a system that had players yep. who bought in and had been built the system had been built for and established for several years referring back to that and not to back to any experience or things you've done for the lions is just a huge slap in the face for lions fans oh, yeah. that you've been here for three years and that's the best thing you can point to well like and then he ended his whole thing by by saying like well now we're looking forward like <laughs> You're, well, you're the one, the one who talk. just brought us four like, years back. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I I read that honestly not that long before recording this, and I was like, this is if this if Matt Nagy said something like this, yeah. Bears like Matt, Bears fans were already upset at Matt Nagy because like his first two years with the Bears, all the time he'd bring up how he's like best friends with Doug Peterson, and mm -hmm. oh when I was coaching under Andy Reid, oh when I was coaching under Andy Reid, it's like. You, yeah, like, do your own thing. Stop name-dropping stuff from your yeah. past and, like, give yourself something to stand on. You know, you're a head coach now. I love Nagy, and I'm thankful that he, he stopped doing that. But Patricia, too, he already, I feel like, frequently evokes the New England Patriots way and Bill Belichick yeah. way and everything. And the fact that he only signs former Patriots. Yeah, like, exactly. Why didn't the Lions sign Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski? <laughs> 
Because even we're not that bad. And I think Sony Michelle was fr- on the fr- a free agent yeah. too. You're right. Yeah, I'm sure they looked at all those guys. Yeah, it's just like it, what's more frustrated than the fact that he's bad is how arrogant he is and how confident he is despite his failures. Like he just continually spits out coach speak. Yeah, this is on me. We got to get better. We need to execute. I'm like, you've had three years. Yep. Like, do something. You know, like you continue to say this is on me. But then you get defensive when people question your decisions. Matt Patricia probably wonders if they could sign Aaron Hernandez somehow. <laughs> well, I'm about to take the Aaron Hernandez challenge <laughs> if I have to watch one more game like that, Patricia. <laughs> Oof. Well, speaking of Matt Patricia, it's time for you effing idiot. Every other week, we select an absolute moron from the past few weeks in sports and shout about them in this segment. So here we go. Well, since Man of the Michigan Hat has a lot of stuff to talk about with the Lions, I'm going to start real quick. I have two. One that I have less to say about, one that I have more to say about. To start, the Mitch Mitchell Trubisky haters. The reason you're an effing idiot, I, I understand Trubisky's not... He's not going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Deshaun Watson. Yes, the Bears should have drafted either one of those quarterbacks in hindsight in that draft. I understand all of that. I understand it completely. I understand that he still doesn't look good. I understand that they probably should have looked into other QB options in the offseason, and they didn't. But that being said, you need to lay off the guy just at least a little bit. Like, even after he leads the Bears to an incredible come-from-behind victory at one point in this game the Lions had a 98.7 percent winning winning uh, probability mm-hmm. so the the Bears had a 1.3 percent chance to win the game and Trubisky brought it to life and he has the highest QB rating in Bears history which I know it doesn't say a lot but he still does he doesn't mm-hmm. he's not doesn't chronically turn the ball over like the issue was with Jay Cutler that was like the main complaint about Jay Cutler Mm-hmm. His issue is he plays more timid than Jay Cutler did. Jay Cutler would sling the ball. That results in interceptions a lot, but that's part yeah. of the risk and risk reward you take with that. Trubisky is kind of timid with it, but the point is he doesn't turn it over. He, has, he maintains a high QB rating. He had this great game, and all I hear today is people criticizing him for, oh, well, he didn't play well the other three quarters. Just listen. I understand you're upset with him. You're upset with the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky, by all accounts, is one of the hardest working players out there. He's always working to improve himself. And if the talent just isn't there, please just stop railing on him. Like, the guy is trying his best. I think he knows that he's not as good as Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson just based on what they've done so far. Like, it's pretty obvious. Mitch is smart. He knows this stuff. I would encourage you to just... Take a second, breathe, and maybe during the next Bears game, stay off of social media until the game is over because there's just a lot of a lot of hate on there. Any other team that you put Mitch on or any, any other scenario, you never hear people just railing on their starting quarterback the way they did. If, if the Kansas City Chiefs were playing and Mahomes had a horrible game and then led the Chiefs to a fourth quarter comeback, that is posted all over ESPN Score Center, top 10, everything. Well, that's what happened against the Texans, and he was praised for yeah. it. Yeah. 
Uh, not this year, like last year in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, I know what you meant. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if we're going to talk about that, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs were behind in every single postseason game they played in last year. And I know they won the yep. Super Bowl, and obviously that's what you need. And maybe if Mitch wins the Super Bowl, he'll finally get these critics off his back. But I don't think so. And I think what's unfortunate is that the reason I've come to the conclusion that the reason quarterbacks don't succeed in this town is because the critics speak louder mm. than the uh, worshippers do, I guess. The people that mm. praise Mitch and offer like affirmation for things that he has done, it's never giving credit where credit's due. It's like always looking to critique and i know you can say criticizing someone offers chances for improvement and you want to always be improving but at this point it's the same recycled stuff over and over again trubisky is going to be what he's going to be now he's done all he has this is mitch's either his last year with the bears or it's the first of many years with the bears you all just need to get to grips with it that's all i can say yeah any complaint you have has to be with the organization for drafting him where he drafted him it's not his fault where he was drafted he's going to be the quarterback he's going to be and when it comes to this season everyone knows it's kind of his last chance let him have a chance to either succeed or fail on his own without having every single move be like hyper analyzed and micro analyzed and looked at through a microscope in the middle of the game like let him at least finish a game yeah, so you can exactly. judge the whole body of work and then judge it as fairly as you can because i get the frustration but that frustration has to be more with the organization than with him personally so maybe that was more of a vent sesh than an effing idiot but no i agree with I, yeah i agree with you i guess i'm saying you're an idiot if you're going if you're constantly railing on him like pick somebody else to pick on at this point the other effing idiot I just want to shout out because I feel like it's very necessary to point this out is Skip Bayless. Now, many of you are probably saying, wow, you're late to this party. Skip Bayless has been an idiot his entire life, and I would not I would <laughs> not disagree with you. You can find something every yeah. week, yeah, um, which I guess that's part of his job. He has to give hot takes, yeah. and he's going to be wrong a lot. But the, the biggest thing that I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're fully aware of what happened, and I didn't even listen to the clip. I, this is just coming off of things I heard, but Dak Prescott basically came out, and he admitted – that he struggled with depression after his brother died, which mm -hmm. obviously is an understandable thing for somebody to go through, especially when it's your brother that's more of an unexpected death as opposed mm -hmm. to something that maybe you're anticipating more. So Prescott's dealing with depression. Skip Bayless's team is the Cowboys. And basically he goes on to criticize Dak Prescott for hmm. essentially not seeking help for his depression earlier. <laughs> And it's just like when you consider the stages of grieving, like yeah, my mother-in-law, she lost her mom back in April. We're in September now. It's, you know, it's five months after the fact. I think, you know, a lot of people might be like, oh, she's probably over it by this point. Well, I can tell you from talking with her, I feel like in many ways, sometimes she's still at the very beginning stages of the grieving process. Uh, mm -hmm. You can't, you can't just tell someone that they you know oh well your brother died back in the winter or whatever however long ago it was you should you know be able to get over it and move on by now his brother's death might be yeah. something that haunts Dak Prescott his whole life you don't know and you don't know what else he's going through outside of that that can make him harder to process and can yeah. slow down his grieving process you just talked about Mitch Trubisky and the way he's unfairly criticized if there's another quarterback in the league who gets more <laughs> criticism for every move he makes more so than Trubisky the only one that comes to mind would be Prescott and yeah it's kind of similar like he gets a lot of crap because he's limited in some ways and his contract people like mock him for that but think about what he's going through as a person like he's in a contract year 
all the big decisions and financial uh, difficulties that come along with having to make that kind of decision. You're on a team that's been struggling. You take a lot of criticism and the death of your brother, like you, you throw all that in the mix. Yeah. I don't, there's very few people who can relate to all of those things happening at once. Um, Definitely not skip Bayless. So yeah, like in his whole reasoning, he was like, well, Dak needs to be a leader for the Cowboys and everything as the quarterback in the room. And it's just like, well, you, you need to let him grieve and, like you yeah, can let him be a brother he, yeah yeah he's a brother he's not just a leader of a football team like that's his job but that doesn't affect the way that he's going to relate to his brother to his families yep. members like yeah just a, overall a stupid and then comment to Bayless make. comes back and gives a very like like a very i guess blank faced almost emotionless sounding apology like half-hearted kind of like the tom brenneman apologies from the the reds incident and everything I don't know. Yep. I at this point, if you want to know any more about it, listeners, go look it up. But Skip Bayless, you're an effing idiot. You make a a dumb prediction yeah. or something, like, and you're wrong. Okay, it's funny to make fun of that. Yeah. But it's his job to come up with hot takes, and he's not going to be right on every sports prediction. What's a, what's not a hot take is to tell people to get over their depression. Yeah, that's not the kind of thing where you needed to like prophesy a sporting event like that's a bold strategy cotton <laughs> it's a very obvious yeah. thing you should just avoid doing uh, anybody with any shred of maturity and awareness and empathy would avoid making and a especially like in that. today's climate and also yeah. you're talking about football players football players who with ct if they have cte cte has yep. shown that depression is a very serious thing that they deal with and so now mm-hmm. Not only are you criticizing Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, but you could be really offending a lot of players in the NFL that that deal with depression, whether it's from their bodies getting beaten up mm-hmm. every play of every game, or if it's CTE that's slowly taking over their brain. Like There's yep. so many things that you just did not think about when you said that. And mental health right now is... A huge focus, yep. a huge thing that people are supporting each other with, which is awesome. Like more than ever, there's awareness for those issues. There's ways to get help, and it just comes off as incredibly tone deaf yep. for him to make that comment. Yeah, that's a good pick. So what's uh that was long for me, but what is your affinity yet? So I could mention Patricia again, but I've mentioned him <laughs> in basically every segment. Um, Do it again. Just kind Do of. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> no, I mean he he is just an idiot. He's not a good coach. I don't think he's a good person. He comes off incredibly arrogant, short-sighted, just like he doesn't connect with the team. He doesn't connect with the fan base. It's just not a fit and not the kind of person and coach I want leading this team. But I, I'm going to give myself some blame here, too, and I'm going to name myself the effing idiot for having hope in this team. I mean, objectively, you look at the team, offense look good, defense for a lot of the game, didn't look as bad as I thought they could. Like, objectively, when you look at this team, the injuries they had, there's reasons to say, you know what, it's a tough week one loss, but there's a lot of good to take away from it, and maybe they'll look better in the next few weeks, objectively. But I'm a Lions fan. I know better. There's no excuse for me to be as optimistic as I was game one of this season. Yeah, you were drinking the Kool-Aid hard. I was, and it's like... In general, I get frustrated with how negative Lions fans are, and it is still frustrating because the only thing worse than seeing all the Bears fans brag this week was seeing all the Lions fans say, I told you so. 
uh, it gets old, but they're right every year. And the, you know what? The reason it gets old is because it constant is a constant truth that those fans are the correct fans. So maybe if I'm getting sick of it, that should tell me something about maybe they're right. Maybe this team's not going to turn things around. Maybe this team's never going to turn things around. I don't think it's going to happen under Patricia. And I've seen enough blown fourth quarter games, bad coaching decisions, improper management of this team that I should have known better. Yeah. So I'm going to, I mean, I'm not responsible for this loss, but I'm going to take responsibility for how disappointed I was in this loss because I should have never let myself be that optimistic. You know what? I think the loss is your fault. <laughs> and <laughs> that's, I'll fair. just say, listeners, like on Thursday, like, on Thursday's episode, I was definitely like, oh, okay, I'll be honest. The whole Kool-Aid thing we're pushing, Man of the Hat was drinking it way harder than me. I was like going along with it more for the bit, but he was like, I was serious. He was very like, he came, he came to me last Monday when we recorded and was like, dude, I think the Bears and the Lions could be the best two teams in the NFC and mm-hmm. in the NFC North. Sorry, NFC North. And yeah, yeah. I was like, why do you think that? And he was just like, the Lions have the best offense by far. The Bears have mm-hmm. the best defense by far and all this stuff. And then as yep. the predictions come out that the Bears are going to be 3-13 and 13 and everything, I'm just like, I I don't know about this season. Meanwhile, it probably didn't help you that there were line, the people out there predicting the Lions to win the division <laughs> and everything. Yeah, and it's just if it's frustrating because part of what I told myself was, well, last year – a lot of experts predicted us like what they predicted the bears this year, three and 13. And I thought that's crazy. That's impossible. We're not that bad. And they were right. I mean, it was because Stafford was injured, yeah. so they wouldn't have been that bad, bad with him. Stafford, but after that yeah. season, I was like, wow, maybe the experts were smarter than I was here. So this year, when I see the experts predicting us to be good, not all of them, but like quite a few, I convinced myself maybe this year is different. Maybe Patricia does know what he's doing. I still wasn't a huge fan of his, but I'm like, maybe he needs a system to be put in place. And maybe this is the year we have whatever Patriot system he's trying to put in place. Maybe we have another step in the right direction this year. And things look different. I don't think we're going to win a Super Bowl, but maybe things will look different. Maybe we'll contend for a playoff spot. No. He made the comment in a press conference like, oh, this team's different than last year. No, it's not. (laughs) It's it's different than the team that lost like 10 straight games, but it, this is the exact same team we saw the first six games of the season when Stafford was healthy. You'll hang in there against good teams. You'll show signs of life, the but four. you blow games, and you show too many weaknesses and bad coaching. This is the same team we saw at the beginning of last year, which is a good team, but ultimately a disappointing team. And I'm an idiot for buying into it. They are who we thought they were. They are who Shane refused to believe they were. <laughs> well, we talked about depression before we get too far. No, I, I want to be a good co-host and, and you know, I want to hear your thoughts, but I want to help you along in this grieving process. So we're going to move on to plugging stuff. Fresh this day and night. Fresh this with the light. Plug it in, plug it in. All right. So briefly, here's a look of what you can expect week to week from our Shoot Your Shot Sports Network. Our lineup starts on Tuesdays with frustration nation which you're listening to now 
Then on Wednesdays, our busiest day of the week, we start with Off the Cuff with Richie Chicago and Jimbo Slice, who just were on this episode. Make sure you go check out their show. Also on Wednesdays, they mentioned this too, we have a new show coming out with Shoot Your Shot Sports. It's a fantasy football waiver wire show, uh, so kind of giving picks, players to look for. Uh, we don't have a name for that yet, so we'll give you more information as that becomes available, but be looking for that on Wednesdays starting this week. And also Wednesday nights at 8.30 Central Time, we have Dad Bod Central, which is now live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. So plenty of places to catch Furious George and myself on that show. Thursdays, we have our second episode of Frustration Nation for the week. On Saturdays, we have Big Daddy Drew and his Power Hour, which is at 8.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, This is drinks, DJs, pop culture, just a good party kind of environment and way to end your week uh as far as daily shows we have anti up with richie chicago which is picks as far as point spreads prop bets things like that so if you're into wagering uh at all be sure to check that out but yeah that's our weekly schedule for shoot your shot sports well michigan hat do you have anything positive or uplifting to share or are you just a human black hole void of any emotion other than anger i have nothing positive or uplifting to share what about this you? has been Very another interesting. segment of find the silver life <laughs> i mean yeah outside of sports there's yeah some good stuff going on you're about to say that there's nothing going on <laughs> there's nothing outside of sports <laughs> my life is horrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i won't make any official announcements or anything yet but there's some stuff in the works just for me and my personal life as far as uh career and things like that uh i've been telling kyle about but yeah uh there's been good stuff outside of sports thankfully because i have nothing positive to share from any of my teams we talked about this weekend and how amazing it was for you uh well when your college football team was playing Mine was sitting at home because the season's canceled. Your baseball team had a perfect game and a comeback no win. Hitter. Mine, mine just got swept by the White Sox, um, and is quickly losing any chance they had to make a playoff game. Um, and then we talked about foot uh, bears and <laughs> Can't lions even say a lot it. on this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but obviously that was less than ideal. So <laughs> when I look at all my sports teams, I, I have nothing positive to share. Gotcha. What about you? Yeah, well, uh, we mentioned the Cubs, um, and that that's the one team. I talked about Notre Dame a little bit on this episode. talked about the Bears a lot. The one team I haven't mentioned that's active right now that's mine is the Cubs, uh, and they did have a good weekend. They lost on Friday one to nothing. They were losing 3-0 to zero going into the ninth inning on Saturday against the Brewers, against Josh Hader, one of the best relievers in the game. Jason yeah. Hayward hits a three uh, – no – so the Cubs are losing two to nothing. Hayward hits a three-run homer in the top of the ninth to make it three to two. Then some like no-name guy comes in and hits a home run also off of Hayward, which is honestly almost more <laughs> impressive. But the Cubs yeah. ended up winning the game four to two. The next day they nice. blow out the Brewers twelve to nothing. But most impressively, Alec Mills throws a no-hitter, the second mm-hmm. no-hitter only ever thrown at Miller Park. The sixteenth really? no hitter thrown in Cubs history, and the only other no hitter thrown at Miller Park was also thrown by the Cubs. Actually, was that uh Carlos Zambrano? Oh, Zambrano! Yeah. Wow, I was. Yeah, okay. Do you want to know something huh. interesting though? Carlos Zambrano threw a no hitter at Miller Park against the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. Do you not get why that's not a fun fact? 
When was this? During their scandal and stuff? No. It was in like 2008. So wait, where did he throw this? He threw this at Miller Park in Milwaukee, Wisconsin against the, against the Houston Astros. Was there like weather issues yeah, or something there was in a, Chicago? No. There was, it was, the Astros were the home team. There was oh, a wow. hurricane issue down in the Gulf. And hmm. so the Astros and Cubs played a neutral site game at Miller Park, which is not really neutral site for the Cubs. Because remember, this is <laughs> Cubs North. Yeah, yeah, this isn't the pandemic, so there are fans there. Mm. It's pretty much a stadium full of Cubs fans. For, <laughs> but the, they're the away team. Yeah, That's and Zambrano throws a no-hitter. And so I've always said, if there's any record the Cubs will always hold, it's going to be that there will never, almost never be another team that will pitch a no-hitter at a neutral site game in baseball mm. history. That is interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that's what we're frustrated about today. What about you? Share your frustrations with us or about us at Real FM Podcast on social media or Frustration Nation at ShootYourShotSports.com. Go voice your frustrations and leave us a review. And if you're frustrated that this episode is over because you want to hear more, be sure to look for new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday everywhere you can get podcasts and be sure to subscribe. If you get as frustrated as we do or you just enjoy hearing us gab, consider supporting the show on Patreon for a monthly subscription or Venmo tip jar for a one-time donation. Every little bit helps. Even $1, which is a 49 millionth of Stefan Gilmore's net worth. You know, hmm. the guy that picked off Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl during Matt Patricia's highlight of his career. Golden era. Yeah. yeah. The good old when days. He literally had nothing to do with that play whatsoever even one dollar which is one dollar more than he should make for the lions next yeah year. and somehow he justified bringing that play up after a lion's loss don't you know that means he's a great coach no he's he's a poop coach he's a number two pencil coach <laughs> he and odell would get along well together <laughs> makes a big difference for us we appreciate the support now get out there and frustrate the hate I just have a problem with him using that resume, uh, you know. I mean, Detroit fans have been through enough, not just with him, but with all of our coaching history, team history, just how bad the franchise has been. For him to come in and act like all of my struggles with this team are justified because of one play yeah, so that happened stupid. with a completely different team, it's just disrespectful to the fans, the organization. And Pete Carroll. Um, it's been <laughs> – right. Well, Pete Carroll disrespected yeah, himself. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, basically a play that was gifted to you, that you did nothing to accomplish, you're going to reference that as why you think a play that happened while you were a coordinator, which is completely different from a head coach, that's your justification for all of the crap you've done as a head coach. Oh, like, don't forget, I'm a good coach because of this one play. Yep. Well, that's like Just, that's like when uh, when the Cubs had Lou Pinella. Like, Lou Pinella did help the Cubs get to back-to-back -back playoffs, but they didn't do anything with those playoffs. But his whole thing was, mm -hmm. oh, I was the manager on the the Great Red Machine, which won back-to-back yeah. -back World Series. It's like, mm -hmm. cool. So what are you going to do for the Cubs? <laughs> like, Yeah, well, you'd think at some point this should translate. Yeah. Like, if, that, if you are such a great coordinator and such a great coach for what you did – why have we not seen oh. any of that yet with our well, team? Well, that was my one of my biggest things with Jim Boylan, too. I, like, that was actually... Yeah. Jim Boylan, he kept being like, oh, yeah, well, as uh, as someone who was an assistant coach to Greg Popovich for several years, yep. blah, 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 blah. Cool. You're not Greg Popovich, though. You're Jim Boylan. And the other yep. thing that he always used was that Phil Jackson, who, by the way, has 
basically helped run the Knicks further into the ground. But Phil Jackson basically vouched for Jim Boylan, and that was part of why the Bulls hired Jim Boylan. Because obviously mm-hmm. the Bulls are going to trust Phil Jackson. Yeah. But yeah, so Phil Jackson's like, well, Phil Jackson vouched for me. Oh, I was the assistant coach of Greg Popovich. I'm there. Mm-hmm. That therefore means I'm a good coach. No, that is not how yeah. it works. The fact that you're name dropping other people who you just had a connection with just proves how irrelevant you are as a person. And like when when I'm talking about, yeah, like you, Patricia rode the coattails of Belichick and everything that Belichick created. There's a reason why Patriots coordinators have not been successful head coaches anywhere else because they fit into a system and they're propped up by Belichick of the system that he created. So, yeah, you want to talk about what you did with the Patriots? How about the fact that your final game as a Patriots coordinator, you got torched by the Eagles? <laughs> we want to talk about that? Like, the fact that you were a defensive coordinator for the Patriots for several Super Bowl runs, and the Lions are the only team that wanted you? Why don't we talk about that? If you want to talk Patriots, there's plenty of things you did on the Patriots that were red flags. But, of course, yeah, you bring up this one play as if that somehow justifies the fact that you're dragging this terrible franchise even further down. Whoa, dude. What's up? This is unrelated to the entire rest of this episode. Good. <laughs> but the Dallas Stars knocked out the Vegas Golden Knights and are advancing to the Stanley In Cup six? Finals. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe that. I really thought hmm. Vegas was going to get it. Uh, yeah, we both picked yeah. Vegas. That's Good for you, Dallas. So then we just wait in the east for Tampa Bay and the New York. Third of the Stanley Cup, right? That was the east. Yeah, that was Dallas the Stars Conference are going finals. to the Stanley Cup Finals. Wow. So let's see the other series. So Tampa Bay leads that series three to one, and they so play tomorrow. Could potentially be a couple more games before. Could be. Yeah. Man, I think Tampa will win this tomorrow, though. Well, I think if Tampa gets in, Tampa wins the whole thing. But yeah. well. If huh. you were looking forward to some hockey talk this episode, there it is right there at the end of the episode <laughs> at our little postscript thing that we do at the end. <laughs> yeah, there's your The stars are going to the Stanley Cup. Talk. Congratulations <laughs> to Texas. <laughs> but if you do want more hockey talk, yeah, Dad Bod Central will get more into it. So. That's right. Yeah, definitely check that out. All right. Shameless plug. Signing off officially.